the intersection of ideas and action, this is Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insights from around the world directly to you. I am Clint Smith's Longitude Fellow from Tilburg University, and today I will be presenting a soundbite by John Kimura Parker, Canadian pianist and professor at Rice University Shepherd School of Music. And he will be speaking to us about one of the biggest turning points in his life. Quite a wholesome story, have a listen. In 1995, I was still living in New York. Um, that, that was the sort of time when I was out of school, performing a lot, um, traveling the world a lot. There was a war in Bosnia, and there was a peace accord um, in Dayton, Ohio. It was called the Dayton Peace Treaty that was signed in early, maybe mid-December, of 1995. Uh, so that's part of the backstory. There was um, a man that I had met once. He was on the board of an orchestra that I played with somewhere, and I talked to him at a reception, and I barely knew the guy. Uh, he was the vice president of an American relief organization based in Connecticut called AmeriCares. He called me up a couple of days before Christmas, and he said, you know, reintroduced himself and told me about the company. He said, they had gone into Bosnia 35 times during the war delivering food, uh, medicine, and, uh, and clothing. And he said now that the peace treaty had been signed, the Sarajevo Philharmonic, an orchestra that had been disbanded for a couple of years because of the war, had announced that they were going to play a New Year's Eve concert to celebrate the, the new peace. Uh, and AmeriCares was doing an airlift uh, over New Year's Eve, and so they apparently contacted the orchestra and says, you know, we would like to bring in, as a symbolic gesture, a soloist for your concert. And he said to me then, he says, and we think you'd be the perfect guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I was 35 years old, I was single, and, and I didn't have any particular reason to say no, except it sounded vaguely terrifying. But he said, oh, it'll, it'll be, you know, we're, we're, we're good at being safe and all that. Well, okay. So I agreed. I mean, I thought about it for two days, and I agreed. So a couple of days after Christmas, we, we flew over, and it, it was a exciting for me because I'm not a daredevil type of person at all, you know, C-130 military transport planes and all this stuff. We arrived in Sarajevo, we were taken to the hotel, kind of went in, you know, everything was chaotic. We had, we had a rehearsal and I played the Beethoven Emperor Piano Concerto with the Sarajevo Philharmonic on New Year's Eve. CNN was there, I mean, there were all, all, I mean, there was tons of media, I met all these media people actually at a media party. Anyway, we played the concert and this very elderly lady, Bosnian woman, came backstage afterwards and she was looking for me. Um, she didn't speak any English, so, so she found our translator. We had an official translator came over with this lady and says, she, she wants to tell you something. Um, and I said, I said, I said, what? And she said, well, this lady said, during the slow movement of the concerto, and this is a very, very beautiful nocturne-like slow movement, incredibly atmospheric and, and um, contemplative, in, in a special sort of way. I mean, it's one of Beethoven's most beautiful moments. Um, and she said, during that movement, she realized that a couple of minutes had gone by and that she actually realized she had not been thinking about the war. Like it had actually gone out of her head. Um, and she just wanted me to know. And that's, that. she says, thank you, and that's, that, that, that was it. She walked away, and I was just sort of stunned, you know, and uh, it took me like literally a couple of days to process that, but, but I thought that really is 
why I would want to be a musician. It's not that I would want to be um, technically the, the best player there ever was. I mean, I always want to improve myself. I always want to aspire to that high standard. But that isn't, at the end of the day, why anybody should be a musician. You know, you should be a musician because it is, it is a humanity. It, it, it affects people very directly. People have emotional responses to music that they don't actually always understand. Um, and that was a turning point because at, at that point I was going through a, a, a state of, you know, kind of analysis and self-criticism and like, am I really good enough to be doing this and all that? And it just didn't seem relevant anymore. It just didn't matter. You know, I thought that's not the point. If, if I'm so lucky that I have a chance to play a concert and people are actually going to have a response like that, then obviously it's a special circumstance. But that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that, that became a very big turning point, you know, without question. A big thank you to John Kimura Parker for sharing this story with us. I play some music in my free time and have made a couple of songs with friends of mine. And seeing the smiles of my family and friends when one of my admittedly quite terrible songs is on does absolute wonders for me. The most life-changing experience for me was a hard look at death a couple of years back which made me realize I have to live life to the fullest and try to spread love or kindness while doing so. Be happy, stay safe and be kind to your fellow men. We hope you enjoyed today's segment. Please feel free to share your thoughts over social media and in the comments or write an email to podcast at longitude.site. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time for more unique insights on longitude samples.